0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Podcast in a pear tree. And It is our last our regular episode of the season and I am Danielle.
1: I'm Sarah. I'm Aaron Lee Oh We did that oh. again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm Erin Lee. I'm Samantha. And this week we have another guest reviewer. We are so excited to welcome our friend and colleague. Kim Chen is here. Kim, Woo-hoo! say hello.
3: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, Kim. Kim,
2: I'm can you so tell excited. us a couple of things about your favorite Christmas memories?
3: Oh, favorite Christmas memories. I watched a lot of Home Alone and Home Alone 2. I feel like every time that was on TV, I would just binge it all day.
2: Um, That's a good tradition. I still do that.
3: (laughs) And then I think I stopped watching Christmas movies after, what was that? Tim Allen, Santa Claus.
2: Oh, the Santa Claus. Oh. The Santa
3: Claus. Yeah, those got a little too wacky and then I lost interest. And then, I and then you back. found
2: Hallmark.
3: Then I found Hallmark and now I'm back on the wagon.
1: But actually, love. fun fact about Kim, she just watched The Holiday for the very first time. Like oh
3: my god! A couple of weeks yes. ago. See, and? I told you I was off the wagon. Now I'm back and I loved The Holiday. I thought it was super cute, but I could not get on board with the Jack Black, Kate Winslet love story. I think loved I Jude Law. Yeah, loved Jude Law but not so much on Jack Black.
1: It took me years to get on board with Jack Black in that film and why he was in it. So you have like a few more years to go for to accept it. <laughs> I'm
3: sure it'll be on for, you know, the rest of the week. So every time it's on, I'll just leave it on now.
0: You'll get there eventually.
3: Yeah. The friendship with Arthur, I
0: thought was really sweet. With her yes. neighbor. That was really cute.
1: I know. Genuine. It makes well, me miss Cameron Diaz, that film. But anyways, let's move on.
0: <laughs> we could talk about the holiday all day long. That could, that could be its own episode. So, all right. Well, today's episode, we are going to be reviewing Hanukkah on Rye, which was on Hallmark. But before we dive into it, let's take a moment. What has anybody been seeing this week that hasn't? been Hanukkah and Rai?
2: Well, I'll go first. I wanted to immerse myself a little more in the world of Lifetime because I haven't watched a lot of Lifetime movies. So I watched a Lifetime movie from 2021 called Christmas Movie Magic, and I really enjoyed it. It was really cute. It was about this town that 50 years ago was the setting for a white Christmas-esque holiday film that is now a big holiday tradition. And this reporter is sent to do a story on the town and the reunion of this movie. And of course, the town is now just a museum to this film that they made. And they find a clue on the back of one of the artifacts. And then they spend the whole movie trying to figure out who the main actor was in love with the town. It was a lot of fun.
0: I remember watching that movie when it came out because I watched all the Lifetime films. I think it was like lyrics. It was like at the back of it. Yeah, it was it was, it I was, I was lo- on the back a of a note.
2: song. It was like White Christmas. So the main actor had mm-hmm. written this song and everybody sang the song. It was a big famous Christmas song.
1: Sounds so. musical.
2: Oh, it was musical. It was 1950s Hollywood glamour. It was a mystery. It was a cute romance. It was everything.
3: Does Lifetime replay a lot of their old movies similar to Hallmark? Yes. They
2: do. They do, but they also put them on Hulu. Oh. You can watch a lot of last year's Lifetime movies on Hulu. Okay,
0: good to know. What was this one called again?
2: Christmas Movie Magic.
0: Christmas Movie Magic. Okay, cool. Although I highly recommend, I I believe it's called Ghosts of... uh, Ghosts
2: Ghosts of Christmas Christmas Past. Past. Yeah. Yeah, that one is... From last year too. That's also really good and starred Dan. We can't pronounce his last name. Who was in the Royal Nanny?
0: Oh, really? Oh, no wonder yeah. I like that movie. Oh, I liked
2: him. Is Dan we can't pronounce his last name your Chad Michael Murray Danielle?
0: No, but I did. <laughs> I did feel like this person looked familiar, and I did really like that movie last
1: year. It, it was, was my, really one fun. of my top. It was, like one, it of was top
2: one of the. It was top. one of my tops from last year too. Oh
1: my god! I didn't watch that. How did I miss your guys's top from last? year Samantha, you watched it. You did. You watched
2: it, Samantha. Yeah.
1: You, we know you did. <laughs> yep, you watched
2: it. <laughs> Ooh, oh, sorry.
1: Every, everything blurs together. No, you
2: don't t-
0: remember that movie? Remember the the gamers? It turns out that
2: and she ghosts everybody.
1: Oh yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I, the, thought you, yeah. I thought something different. Sorry. Okay.
2: Yeah. Everybody, there's a number of reviews from last year that are in the vault, so to speak. We just didn't have time. We were new to podcasting last year. We feel like we've gotten our groove. Eventually, more reviews from 2021 will come out of the vault. Yeah. But- That one right now is locked safe.
0: (laughs)
1: That's why we know, Samantha, you watched it.
2: (laughs) That's why we know she watched it. Because we reviewed it. it. (laughs) Believe me.
1: You saw it. At least you guys know more about what I watched than I do. You guys have better memories than me.
2: What have you been watching, Samantha?
1: So I watched, I actually watched this a while ago, um, A Tale of Two Christmases from Hallmark. Basically, it's about this girl who can have two separate Christmases. You know, she can either go down this path with this, like, new crush and then what kind of Christmas it would be if she like went with him and picked him or if she goes to home to her family and there's the guy next door at her hometown and then it shows you like if she chooses that path what her Christmas would like so it's like a tale of two Christmases so it shows her two types of Christmases mm-hmm. What?
2: I did not Uh, like A Tale of Two Already? Wow.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um. Yeah, it was just kind of like a regular Hallmark one that you probably wouldn't go back to. But I don't know. Erin Lee seemed to hate it more than me.
2: I'm sorry. The lead actor Chandler Massey, who was in Next Stop Christmas last year, didn't like him in Next Stop Christmas, didn't like him in this.
1: That's true. I didn't either. I know. Kind of a stinker from Hallmark. I mean... That's just two hours of our lives gone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll briefly mention that I saw another movie on CBS called When Christmas Was Young. And because it's a network film, not a Hallmark or Lifetime, you can tell that there's money that was put into choosing really good actors and the sets and whatnot. So the quality was really well done. It takes place in Tennessee and the music manager is trying to get this songwriter to sign off on a song that they wrote, which is called When Christmas Was Young. It's a very interesting story, very different approach. I did like Must Love Christmas more because it was cuter and had this really big twist at the end, whereas this was sweet and the acting is good. So it wasn't super cheesy. I think the lead actor was um, Tyler Hilton and he's been in a lot of other films. So I I do recommend it. How about you,
3: Kim? Anything? I feel like I'm so behind you guys. I'm watching the things that you guys have already reviewed. So I watched The Royal Nanny recently. I thought it was good, but I did not like her combat skills when she had to like protect the kids one time. I was like, this is the secret service or the... (laughs) She's awful at using this green umbrella. (laughs) And then I watched...
2: In fairness, um, she only had a couple of days training, Kim. With the umbrella, but she... With the was, umbrella.
3: But she was in the protective If you'd services. given
2: her a max 16, she would have been great.
3: <laughs> no, no, I wanted more, like, athletic ability from the nanny. Whoa. Yeah. I watched Three Wise Men and a Baby. Oh, Which, and? that was... That was a little hard for me to finish. I think the fighting between the brothers is repetitive for me, but it was was interesting. And I've never seen Three Men and Baby, so I have no ties to what it should have been. I know Aaron Lee was very upset about that.
2: I oh watched gosh. Three Men and a Baby again special for this. I wanted to get the references and then yeah. there weren't any.
1: There were zero. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what I watched last year, but I vividly remember Three Men and a Baby.
0: Well, yeah. let's get started then into our review for Hanukkah on Rai, which maybe I'll set it up first before we reveal our thoughts about it. It's very unique. So obviously it's it's not Christmas focused. It is Hanukkah focused, which is very cool. We have two main characters, Molly, her family has lived in New York for a really long time and they own a deli there. And then there is this newcomer, Jake. His family owns a deli in LA, and they want to open a location in New York. And she doesn't know that that's his intention. But then both of their families are also worried about them not finding their person. So they sign them up for a matchmaking service. And then let's just see. I wonder, like, what could possibly be the storyline with this setup? I mean, come on, right? So essentially, the matchmaker, of course, sets them up without them realizing they get sent a letter and they're saying that they have to write letters to their other person and using a pseudonym. So we get this you've got mail kind of vibe where you're writing letters to this other person but they don't know who it is except eventually one of them, Jake, finds out first. And so he has to keep up the facade. Meanwhile, realizing that he is planning to open a location for this family's deli that might rival Molly's family's deli. So the parents, the grandmas are involved or the bubbies are involved. <laughs> Everybody's involved. So let's see. Really, well, what do we all think I about I really it? feel
2: this. They- summed it up best in the film when they said it was the Battle of the Bubbies. I (laughs) thought that was so funny and so great and just a great way to sum this movie up because it really does end up being this kind of battle between these two Jewish matriarchs and how they end up resolving it and it's really fun to watch. I had a really great time.
1: I had a really great time watching it up until I realized this was basically, you've got mail. (laughs) I mean, I really liked the film overall don't get me wrong but then i was like wait a minute because even down till to tom hanks when he stands up meg ryan they still did that in a different format but they still did that part to create the climax of the film and i'm like oh my god does someone just think okay i'm gonna do like a different take on you've got mail and maybe people won't notice but no we know the 90s and we noticed but the bubbies <laughs> were there and then yeah. they took over
2: <laughs> they took it over. was you've Sorry. got mail with Bubbies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you think?
3: I thought the family was taking over too much. The way they made them, you know, like they talked over them and then they made them like reconsider all the things that they wanted to do. I was like, oh, the families were stressing me out. I did not like that.
1: Well, here's my other big problem with this film. I mean, I love love this film. I keep bringing up problems, but I loved seeing Lisa Loeb, but I felt like they hyped Lisa Loeb into being some sort of main character of this film. And she was just basically Lisa Loeb writing a Hanukkah song and performing her singer-songwriter thing. And like she always does, but she had no other role in this
2: film. But at least she sang. I mean, for crying out loud, I was upset because you told me Patti LaBelle didn't sing in New Orleans' Noel. she sang she sang a great song it was a fun song i enjoyed it yes it It was
1: very lisa lobe very
2: lisa (laughs) lobe
1: and they set it
0: up perfectly they're like we're gonna have a hanukkah song contest and so then she enters the contest and she wins. Of course. Uh, a
2: lot of latkes. A lot,
0: a lot of latkes, yeah. Which made me hungry for latkes. Oh, totally.
3: Who
2: doesn't want a good latka?
0: And now Samantha has
3: to try it with the applesauce and sour cream.
1: Which I've never done.
3: Oh, I've never, are you I serious? I, I don't
1: think I've had oh, them properly, no.
2: I, I've done them once. I did not like them with the applesauce and the sour cream. I like them separately, but I'm a big don't mix foods person.
1: Oh, and Kim said you only liked it with applesauce, right? Yeah,
3: it's really delicious with applesauce. The sour cream, it's sour. It's not like a salty. I would think like applesauce is sweet and sour cream is a salty version. The, the sour cream is just sour. I
0: like it with sour cream.
2: (laughs) You know, we're talking about the food here. And one of the things that bothered me about the film, and I'm kind of like you, Samantha, where I loved the film. So I was really trying to find things that I didn't like. I was so sick of beauty shots of deli food. (laughs) What was that? So many beauty shots of deli food. Why were they doing that? And then there's this weird, they were trying to do it as like a transition between commercials or something. And then they do this one random one. Right. And the bubbies are really about to go at it and you're like could you not come up with a better transition this is ridiculous
1: well it was confusing all of a sudden I was like (laughs) what's happening
2: (laughs) yes it was Sherry and I were like what was that it was
1: almost like a subliminal message (laughs) I think I liked it I liked it because I got it made me hungry and I was like I want food now (laughs) see the subliminal message worked you now (laughs) want a sandwich
2: (laughs) Did you make a sandwich after the movie?
3: No, it was like 1 a.m. when I watched it, but. So you went to
2: bed hungry?
1: Yeah, I do want a pastrami sandwich now. (gasps) Oh,
2: yes. Right? Yeah, that part
1: of the film was so weird. I was like, I don't understand (laughs) this, but I'm, I'm okay with it. But it was making me hungry too, I will say. And the jelly donuts, there's like a lot going on. Yeah. Hanukkah's great. Great food. Yeah. I love
3: that they mimicked Christmas movies. Instead of a Christmas tree lighting, we're going to do the menorah lighting. Instead of Christmas carols, we're going to do songs after the menorah lighting. (laughs)
1: The, yes. two the two songs. The two
2: songs. But one of the things I really did like is that this made Hanukkah very accessible to the Gentiles amongst us, myself being one. I feel i learned something about Hanukkah. For example, they're celebrating that the oil lasted the eight days when it was only supposed to last the one. And that's why they serve a lot of fried foods. The because the jelly donuts, it's, they cook things in oil because the oil is representative of that. So it was cool. Cool that I was learning things.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I love menorahs. I always want to have one just because I like them. I think they're so pretty. There's a lot of really great elements. I think the families are fun. The matchmaking thing I thought was really cute. I was telling Kim, like, how come maybe the matchmaker I know it was supposed to be like this old woman, but couldn't that have been Lisa Loeb? Like, I just really wanted a part for Lisa
0: Loeb. That was a little bigger. Yeah. Cause I also, as a Lisa Loeb fan, I was all on board with this film knowing that she was going to be in it. I do wish there was a bigger part. But the person who did play the matchmaker, Kind of creepy. I was like, I got like, oh my gosh, is is she evil vibes? (laughs) Well, she said
2: nothing until the very, very end. She had the last line of the movie and that was the only thing she said. And I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that mysteriousness about her.
1: But could it have been Lisa Loeb as an old woman? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) but... Then, how is Lisa Loeb going
2: to sing? Is the matchmaker <laughs> going to come to the songwriting contest?
1: No, she would have been two different characters. She would have been herself, but also the old woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've gone too far. She could, the door-
2: gone too- she could have been the door person too. Well, I, no, because Thomas the door person was incredible. I absolutely loved Thomas the door person because he was so deadpan. He just oh, made yeah. me laugh every time he came on, every time he did something. He just sat there in judgment of everything and I loved
1: it. Yeah, I loved him as a character too. But I, I like the stationary writing, like aspect. I love that they send you this little kit and then you just have to start writing letters. I thought that was really
2: cute. I like that Molly was all like, oh, what if I make a mistake? And I, oh, I'm, how much paper do I have? And then David's like, crunch, crunch. And he uses uh, like yeah, a of paper so on his first letter.
0: Seriously. And I like how Ernie were kind of using both of the names. So Jake had, a suit, had to use his pseudonym David. And then Molly was using her oh, yes. pseudonym Beth. Beth. Beth, Beth. Yes. So if we use those names interchangeably, they are the same person.
1: Shopgirl, something. What is that for me yeah. yeah. Shop shopgirl and, and Mr. And- Fox? Mm, no he he was um something 159 it was like his address his yeah it
2: was his address
1: oh what was it i can't believe i can't think of it this is like one of my favorite movies you guys
2: (laughs) i don't remember
1: but it was like f-o-x yeah i mean i liked hanukkah and rye it was a really good one for the season i I enjoyed it What, what did everybody think
2: i thought it was really fun. It closed out Hallmark's premieres as well. So I think it was a really strong film to put at the end of their lineup, especially with its proximity to when Hanukkah actually began, which I believe was the day it premiered. So that was really great too. And I thought it was really fun.
1: Oh yeah, it was fun. There's a lot of really fun elements to it. And I like the
0: families. The parents added a lot of level to the film even because the Bubbies were the comic relief part of the film. (laughs) And then we had molly and jake who actually were very believable yeah, yeah definitely i like, thought they were well suited
2: i was texting samantha while i was watching it that i was re- i loved the generational jokes because i literally have had those conversations with my parents about printing out pdfs and then mailing them to me <laughs> like just sent an email those are real conversations
1: oh yeah for
3: sure
2: kim what'd you think sum it yeah. up for us
3: I really liked it. I did have some issues with how over the top they were with the um, Jewish jokes in the beginning. I, I think they really wanted to hit home like all the Jewish stereotypes right in the beginning. And then once it kind of cooled off when they got away from all the family, then, then I started to really enjoy it more like the relationship between Molly and Jacob. But yeah, I thought it was really sweet and a fun one. I've never seen the Hanukkah movie, so I liked it a lot.
2: You know, I seen at least one other hallmark hanukkah movie and this one was by far better i think they said it's the third that they've done and i think this is probably the best of the three
1: and I felt like it showcased New York in a really nice way too. Like I love their apartment building. It felt very Art Deco New York and talking about their past and how long they lived there and the family history. I thought all of that was really nice too.
0: Did We like the ending, how it turns out that they all were using the same logical Reddit. Oh my listening.
1: gosh. I loved that so yes. much. Like that, yeah. that was a twist I was not expecting. I was like, what is going on here? Are they related? And is this all of a sudden really weird? Like what's-
2: <laughs> And then, and yeah. then they, they combine diners and have Sarah and Rebecca, and then Rebecca and Sarah's diner on the sign.
1: Yes. So then, did it's you notice different. that? Yeah, that it
2: was like one side was Sarah and Rebecca, and the other side was Rebecca and Sarah. Yeah, because I really like that. Which one goes first? Gonna...
1: That's so
3: cute. Okay, they had Sarah and Rebecca, but then what happens to Molly's oh. restaurant? How can you still have two restaurants? How can you be running two restaurants right next to each other?
1: But weren't they?
2: You've so got to give up the restaurant? reality.
1: They weren't. The, they yeah. didn't like just have one. Restaurant? I think it was
2: just. I think it was one restaurant that they rebranded
1: so they were okay with losing the name
3: that they have for a hundred years yeah yeah
1: <laughs> that makes no sense to me either Either which way, one's worse you know, i
3: don't know either way it's bad <laughs>
2: Okay, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Podcast in a Pear Tree and for the entire season. This is our last regular episode of the season, and we've had so much fun reviewing these films for you. And we hope that you've enjoyed listening to us and our thoughts. Please, please, please rate and follow us. Rate and follow. And if you feel so inclined, click that link to write a review and leave a few words for us. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: And find us where you find your podcast. Happy New Thanks. Year. And special thanks to Kim for joining us for this episode.
2: Thank you, Kim. Kim. Happy holidays, Kim. Happy holidays.
0: Bye. Bye.